Hello San Pedro podcast, episode four. You are listening to the Hello San Pedro podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. everyone. Thanks so much for continuing to come back and listen to the episodes. I'm so excited about this. I really didn't think that I'd be getting as many listeners as I um, have been. The numbers keep increasing every week. It's awesome. I'm so encouraged and I'm also very excited for future guests. Um, People that I would have never ever known to um, schedule a meetup with had it not been for you, the listeners, reaching out through the website. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and I know that the community will love all of your stories. Um, anyway, the this week's guest is Julie Bender, and if you don't know who she is, you'll quickly learn all about her in just a moment here, but she is a mosaic artist behind the 25th Street mural. Um, her and I talk for over an hour, so... <laughs> I really didn't want to cut any of our conversation because because each part was so interesting and it was honestly a great conversation. So I'm going to keep as much as I can and keep this intro as short as possible. I do want to make a quick PSA. October 22nd is the last day to register to vote in the state of California. So I want to encourage everyone who is eligible to be a voter and is not registered, please register to vote you may not know what's going on in you know you may not know what's going on in the midterm elections or what to vote for or you might have absolutely no information i understand that all of it could be very overwhelming but don't worry about that right now right now just get registered to vote in the state of california you can do so online um visit register to vote.ca.gov and it will take you through the process and at the end you'll be registered to vote um it is now more important than ever for us to make sure that we have our voices heard in the midterm elections and even i don't know exactly what's going on i don't i'm not familiar with all of the propositions but i do feel a responsibility to get to know it <laughs> and i'm going to do my best to keep you guys as informed as i can as we approach the midterm elections on november 6th um don't worry about all of that just grab a friend um, if you or someone you know isn't registered, make a date, get some coffee, bring your laptop, do it together. Um, make a thing of it. It's so important, you guys. Anyways, um, if you are driving right now, obviously don't go to that website. I'm going to go ahead and add the link to the show notes uh, so you can just visit it after you get to where you're going if you're driving. Anyway, I'm not going to waste any more time. Thank you for listening to my PSA. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. Welcome back, everyone, uh, for the fourth episode of my podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. My next guest is quite an amazing woman, starting her career as the first female firefighter in Los Angeles. She endured the challenges of being a woman in a male-dominated field. She's happily married and the mother of four adult children, of whom she's incredibly proud. Now she's beautifying San Pedro with her gorgeous mosaic art. And last December, she even landed a cover on the local magazine. Labeled the community's artist by San Pedro Today, I'm very excited to have on the podcast the artist behind the 25th Street mural, Julie Bender. Thank you. <laughs> you liked your intro? Yeah, that was a very, that was fun. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I, I met you when I was on maternity leave earlier this year, and I was dying to get out of the house, and I came to Sirens. And I saw everybody painting in the back in this really cool art studio. And I just wanted to go back there. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you did. I know. I'm very glad I did, too. It was nice. My son was asleep, and I got to paint a few tiles. I got my therapy in. That's truly how I see art, is as therapy. Is that how you see it? Uh, it ends up being that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that if it gets to be a paid job, that's when it starts getting stressful. And you're right. 
therapy is when you do it because you love it. Mm-hmm. And um, so relaxing. Yeah. I, I felt incredibly relaxed. And I was... Um, disappointed I didn't come sooner in my maternity leave. <laughs> I think I came on like the last couple of weeks where I couldn't take being at home anymore. Um, so I wanted to talk more about your, well, we can start off with your early childhood. You said you didn't grow up in San Pedro? No, I grew up in a variety of places, but mostly all Southern California. Mm-hmm. Born in uh, Burbank, lived for eight years in Canoga Park, and mm-hmm. then my when it got too crowded, when the sheep were not roaming around in the fields, mm-hmm. my parents moved me out to Simi Valley. Moved, well, we, there was five of us. Okay. Moved us out to Simi Valley, mm-hmm. and uh, where there was orange groves all over the place. And then when that got a little bit too crowded, we went to Thousand Oaks, and now they're in Somis with in a twelve-acre lemon orchard. Oh, so, that's yeah, nice. My parents, I guess, there could be known as reclusive recluse people (laughs) but um yeah when I moved to San Pedro it was when I got married and we had a choice between uh the high taxes of PV or the crazy taxes of LA City so Mm -hmm. we chose LA City over PV okay and that's what brought you guys to San Pedro yes Mm -hmm. yes um what was your first impression of San Pedro Um, well, that was 32 years ago, mm-hmm. so it, you know, we stayed away from downtown mm-hmm. and stayed in our, stayed in our little, in a little area, and I actually did not let my kids go to the local school uh, because of the rough neighborhood that we actually lived in, so... That was my first impression, <laughs> was it was a little rough town. I'm curious. Wait, so you stayed away from downtown San Pedro? Yeah, we stayed away from downtown okay. San Pedro where prostitutes were still roaming free. Oh, wow. Yes. And What uh, year was this? What what time? Um, 80, uh, 80s. Okay. Late 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard it was rough back then, too. <laughs> yeah, well, it was rougher way before that, too. Mm-hmm. If you read anything about Upton Sinclair, I just read a little thing on him and he said that San Pedro Beacon Street and that it was the 20s was the roughest street in the world. No way. Yep, that's what he wrote and I believe that that reputation has continued. Okay. All right. Well, I want to talk more about that later. I do too, actually. Okay, yeah. We're (laughs) going to get to that in the second half. I want to talk about like, you know, your early career and your coming to San Pedro. Um, That's that's really interesting. I I would be curious to explore that story a little bit more. Yeah, it had to do with dock workers and they were striking and blah, blah, blah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, my family, um, my family is a union family and my mom, you know, my parents are longshoremen and came from, you know, a longshoreman family. My grandpa was down on the docks back in those days. So yeah, and he described it as being really rough too. Um, Okay. And what area did you live in at that time? We were on 24th Street. Okay. Very close to your mural then. Yeah. Yes, actually, yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, and was that neighborhood nice? The neighborhood has had a lot of apartment buildings that had, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, zone nine or what's it called? The apartment buildings where they're subsidized by the state oh, okay. when you're, when you rent and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I remember going outside and the mom and mom was just cussing their little five-year-old all the way down the street oh, yeah. on the way to school. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, that kid is going to teach my kid all those very interesting adjectives, and I didn't want to be a part of that. Yeah. So I put him off to private schools. Okay. I went to private schools my whole life, too, so I didn't even go to any of the Pedro schools either. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where did you send your kids? Well, first we tried Mary Star, uh-huh. and then we went to Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. Then we did um, when we then we moved, and then we went to White Point Elementary School. Okay, so we did do private or public school there, mm-hmm. and we tried Dana out for a little bit. That didn't work out, and then we went to uh, 
my, my older boys went to Dotson. Mm -hmm. So we did a variety of schools. And mm -hmm. then the boys ended up going to St. John Bosco, and then the girls went to Mary Star. Okay. Yeah. Which they all have their pros and cons. Of course. Yeah. I, I grew up, I went to a private school on 7th Street. It's no longer there. It was a Lutheran school. Um, and then for oh, high school, mm -hmm. I went to Huntington Beach. Yeah. And were you familiar with the school? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Trinity Lutheran on 7th Street. Yeah, wasn't that where they, uh, um, kind of your own pace kind of learning? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a go-at-your-own-pace. Really small. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very small, very tight-knit. Really good things about that one. It was really great. It was really great while it lasted. I think it closed, um, it closed the year after I graduated, so probably in 2008 or 2009. There's yeah. a high school, is it called Cooper? something like that um, and I actually asked my older son if he would be interested in doing something like that it was a school for mostly with kids that just don't get along in the schools they mm -hmm. just can't do the school and so it was more of a learn at your own pace kind of thing you go in there on Friday take your test I think and I actually my kid is a really good kid and everything but I kind of like the idea of yeah the homeschooling thing Basically, it would mm -hmm. have been a homeschooling thing. Mm -hmm. I had a good experience, and um, you know, in the subjects that I excelled in, I got to go far in. And in the subjects that I needed a little bit more time, I got to take my time, and I got mm -hmm. to get one on one with with teachers. You know, right? Um, I I really appreciated it. Right. Yeah, it was a little bit hard though to transition into high school because. I was used to going at my own pace. I was used to getting help when I needed. And when I went to high school, <laughs> I, it was cool. I had my own locker. I didn't have to wear uniforms, but I had to write a huge paper. And the teacher just said, just do it. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Just do it. I couldn't get any help. I had mm. to do this. And I remember feeling very very kind of depressed for the very first time because I felt like I couldn't keep up, you know. Um, but my mom just encouraged me to stick with it and they assured me that they weren't concerned with the grades, you know, just to do my best. And I think that's what got me through. I was able to just do my best, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and they weren't expecting some high report card at first, you know. Um, and then even then, <laughs> even then I just really focused on art. That was my thing. I went to AP art in high school. Oh, good. Yeah. Were you in, I know you were a swimmer in high school, right? I was. Yeah. Did you also focus on art as well? Yes. Of course. Yeah. Well, we, I, I was a mascot for their, for my high school. Oh, that's cool. So I was, I was with the cheerleaders for a, a year. I, I did gymnastics. Uh -huh. uh, I was, competed in gymnastics and I competed in swimming. Um, so I, yeah, I, and then I had all my art classes. I had I took as many art classes as I could. What was the mascot from your school? Pioneers. Pioneers. Yeah. Okay. Simi Valley Pioneers. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. All right. Well, <clears throat> uh, that kind of answers my next question, which was, have you always been an artist? At that point, did you consider yourself an artist? Yep, I yeah. did. Yeah. My mom, when kindergarten, my mom had put us in, I guess she was kind of sick of us one year, she put us in summer school. Mm -hmm. And she, and then he, she put me in an art class. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea, you know, I didn't know why or anything. But she, what she liked to do is do a scribble, mm -hmm. play a scribble game where she scribbled something. And then we would take that scribble and make it into something. Okay. And she said that I was the only one that was fun to play with out of all my, my siblings. So... <laughs> So she put me at kindergarten, she put me mm -hmm. in this um, art class, and I would just do whatever the teacher would want me to do. But the teacher told my mom that I was, I excelled. Mm -hmm. I, I did better than people. So, she, so, then, so then that kind of grew. My mom would encourage me, and then she'd put us all, all the kids into art classes, and mm -hmm. everybody hated it except me. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it just, so... So she would she would nurture it, and um, so I don't know. I've kind of felt that that's what I was good for. Art, but yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. And then and then of course the swimming came along, and I was pretty good at swimming. So okay, those are the two things that got me through. Yeah, math and science. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm not a 
you know what? I really enjoyed geometry, but not the first time around. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> I enjoyed it the second time around because I had a wonderful teacher. I liked geometry because mm -hmm. it was spatial. I could I pictured houses. Mm -hmm. I pictured uh, arch. I, I I just pictured shapes, mm -hmm. and I was able to do the theorems because yeah. it had a shape involved. Now. But the rest of it was real abstract, and I was kind of okay with like algebra, mm -hmm. and it made it fun. But I, I could not go farther than that. Yeah, I enjoyed algebra, like especially pre-algebra. I felt like that was my that was my time. Um, and then I think I it just threw me off with geometry. <laughs> but then I really came to enjoy it later on, you know. Um, so I'm curious, where did your interest in becoming a, a firefighter come from? That was kind of out of need, okay. Because um, I went through Long Beach State. I got my art degree. Was going to teach. I was all ready to go teach. I didn't get a cr the credential. They didn't have credentials at that point, but um, I needed still some more classes and uh, to do a some kind of a student teaching or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started before I got into that second part of the education, I became a substitute teacher mm -hmm. and didn't really like it that much. I went back to the schools in Simi Valley and um, I, I didn't really, I, you know, I, when they got me into a PE class, I was okay. Mm -hmm. When they got me into an art class, I was okay, but I was still kind of bored. I just, right. I, I didn't think that I could see myself doing that for forever. So. Um, then they opened up in LA City Fire, they opened up, okay, what happened before that was <laughs> that my sister, my younger sister wanted to be, a, wanted me to go down and take a test to be a police officer mm -hmm. in Ventura. So we were running around, jumping over fences, doing these things, and she was a swimmer also, mm -hmm. and she but she didn't seem to have the upper body strength that I did. Okay. So getting up and over the, up and over these walls and stuff was harder for her. And she wanted me to teach her how to do it and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. You just kind of muscle yourself up there and just go. <laughs> you just do and it. She couldn't. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so I thought, well, shoot, I could take this test. Right. You know. So I did. I took the test, and uh, got to the interview to mm -hmm. be a sheriff, mm -hmm. and I did not pass the interview because I didn't want to be a police officer right. ever since I was born, like okay. most of these people. Uh -huh. So they suggest, you know, in their interview, they suggest, why don't you go out and get a job that um, is kind of like, like a security person or, you know, want to do it. So I went to Sears, got a job as a security person. Oh, and okay. snuck around and believe me, there are little cubbies all around the walls mm -hmm. that you, people stare at you. <laughs> Every time I went into a little cubby and looked out, somebody was stealing something. Wow. There was so much theft, I could not believe it. Wow. I, it opened my eyes. I could not believe it. So, but police officers have to do volumes right. of paperwork. Uh -huh. So I, I would catch somebody and I'd go basically arrest them or whatever I had to do and bring mm -hmm. back in. And then there was, I would work with a guy who was a, mm -hmm. um, a retired police officer. So he... Uh, he did all the paperwork, and pretty soon I was in the paperwork. And then I was in court, you know, saying, yes, I saw this guy stealing something. And, you know, uh, and it's just all interesting. But at the same time, I decided, let, let me, you know what, I think I'll go be a reserve at this local fire station. Mm -hmm. So I became a reserve. And, and, what, and, and was, what's it exactly is a reserve? It's just a non-paid participant okay. in these in these calls and you just just for experience okay but at Ventura actually I did get paid I anytime I actually when I was hanging around the fire station I didn't get paid but if I was actually on a run mm -hmm. then they paid me for that run okay so um, I, so I went on a lot of emergency calls you know and that was way more interesting to me and way more fulfilling to me than the police officer stuff Okay. So it's just different personality. I'm not saying either one is better than the other, but for me personally, the rescue, the you know, the trying to help somebody, 
um, in a terrible situation. So I took EMT. So I took some EMT classes mm -hmm. and uh, became an EMT and started taking tests up and down Southern California. Um, in Ventura, I took the test in Ventura and missed it by one question. Oh, and the wow. chief was very, very mad at me. <laughs> but when I went to LA City, I passed the test. And at that time, the chief, uh, chief engineer was trying to recruit women. Mm -hmm. And I think five women had tried to go through the, the academy and, and they were either getting hurt or they did, you know, they didn't want to do it. Right, because so, it's a very physical test, yes. right? Yeah, you're mm -hmm. well, LA City, especially because they're wooden ladders and they're mm -hmm. very heavy, mm -hmm. whereas like Ventura had aluminum ladders. But I also worked with a guy who got electrocuted on one of those aluminum ladders. Wow. So, so, you know, it's pros and cons. I was going to say pros and cons. You know, to each one. Uh huh. Uh, so, LA City, you know, I got, I got on and um, just took one day at a time and tried to get through everything. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon, all of a sudden, I was at a fire station and working, and and I was making pretty good money. So then that way, I could actually afford canvas and mm -hmm. paint, okay, yeah, and all that sort of thing. Those so things get back can, to the art. They can be expensive. And, <laughs> and then, of course, knowing you know when somebody knows somebody's an artist, they kind of like, well, can you you're the one that's going to draw this. You're mm -hmm. the one that's going. to. So I was mm -hmm. always sucked into doing what you know whatever right that has to do with drawing and, um so yeah as um <laughs> as a, a you were the first LA city firewoman is, is that correct I yeah well Joanne Cameron and I both got on at the same time I was the first one that actually got the badge okay but that doesn't really matter right She's, so you were one of the first yes I was one of the first two that, mm -hmm that went through the whole tower and she stayed 13 years but I only stayed five okay about five years I'm imagining some you know some challenges that you might have faced as a as a female in a kind of a male dominated field did you did you expect any or did you experience any oh I, well my dad was a fireman my brother was a fireman okay so yes I absolutely <laughs> experienced it but mm -hmm. but it, was I, I was able to talk with them. You okay. know, I was like, you know, I had this so experience. They were supportive. They were very supportive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially my dad, because he, you know, he's a very. My dad's a very very nice man, and everyone really likes him. Mm -hmm. and he and he he's very personable. I mean, not personal. He's more. Um, he's a personal person, so he would get these experiences by people talking about the first women and and how awful it is that they're changing the fire department and this kind of thing. And um, uh, he just wouldn't say anything to me. He would not tell me anything like that until way later. Or, or he would tell my husband and, mm -hmm. and then... That's you know, very kind of him. Tell me. Yeah. And then, not to pass on the resistance, you know. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. And then people would get mad at him because then he wouldn't say that, oh, you know what, that's my daughter that you're talking about. He wouldn't say anything like that. He would just let him rant. Mm -hmm. And then he would get phone calls later on saying, I can't believe you let me rant like that. And, oh. <laughs> You know what, though? I feel like, hey, that's that's you. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you yeah, got your foot in your mouth out. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome that you had such a supportive, you know, family to kind of get you through that. Yeah. Um, and my brother, my brother was great, too, because he, I would tell him something would happen. And, of course, I'm thinking that it, I'm the only one that that happens to. I was at a fire one time, and I had debris all over my mask. And I could not see the captain who was talking to me. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon he takes my, he takes his hand and he rubs all this stuff off of my mask. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I, I, I can see you now. <laughs> and I didn't even know. I thought that it was still dark out. <laughs> right. I mean, it was just dark was just and so much. cloudy and, you know, smoky and dark. Mm -hmm. But I, and I told that to my brother. He goes, oh, same exact thing happened to me. Right. And then my fingernails, I was holding a hose and pointing it at a fire for very long time to where my fingernails were grabbing into it uh -huh. the hose and the next day my fingernails hurt so bad and my brother's like 
that exact same thing has happened to me. I'm like thinking, thank, thank you. Because, you know, I'm thinking I'm not worthy for this job because my, I can't do this job because my fingernails were hurting so bad, you know? And he goes, nope, that happened to me too. That's awesome. You know, so, so you know, because I was always in doubt. You were always thinking, always like, because I'm a woman, it's, it's happening to me. I'm yes, not strong I'm enough. The only one I don't have the fingernails stuff. to do this. Right. Job. I just don't. My fingers are not strong. Enough. Yes. But he goes, nope, that happened to me. So that's really awesome. So that always eased my mind. Like, oh gosh, you know, because because everything that happened to me was like, oh, because I'm a woman. Yeah. This is right. I, I can't do this because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah. And no, he said no. So. Mm-hmm. So it was very encouraging yeah. to know somebody else. And he was he was the only one I could talk to. Other Anybody else, I would complain, and I felt like, oh, no. If I'm the only one that happens to, then they'll. And plus the rumors. Woo! Oh, yeah. Wee. I'm sure there were plenty of oh, rumors. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about the rumors. Oh, I was. Uh, I constantly was sitting on a curb crying mm-hmm. after every mm-hmm. single fire or every Three fires in a row, I would sit on the curb and cry. Uh-huh. That was what the rumors <laughs> always ended up ended up being. Yeah, because we'd 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 kind of monitor them. You know, I'd go, okay, I did this and this and this. I want to know how long it takes to get to the harbor. Uh huh. And it took three days, exactly three days every time. And every time it got to the harbor, I was crying on the curb. So that was a rumor that they were they were spreading that you were always crying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because you're a woman? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Did you ever cry publicly? No, in front I of never them? no, I never cried. That's hilarious. No, They're just like, oh, she was crying. <laughs> that woman can't stop crying. <laughs> you know, my mom kind of told me about her experience as a dock worker back in those days. Mm-hmm. And she she is a very emotional person. Like she does cry, but she never cried on the docks, you know? She always brought it home. Especially in those days, it was so rough. So, did you have any like hardships with that? Did oh, you experience? For sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Were you taking it home and kind of? Well, my, I mean, what's home? Home is with where wherever a bunch you... of fire more firemen are. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but they're friendlies, you yeah. know. They were the shower. Did you cry in the shower? <laughs> and I know that my dad. I could talk to my dad, and he wouldn't pass anything around because he just uh, he does he's not a rumor. He sounds mill. like a sweetheart. My yeah. brother is not a rumor mill person. My husband is not a rumor mill person. So, yeah, those three people, you know, go. Hey, this is what happened. And that's really and, that's great. You had that support. <laughs> so, what were some of the Things that you experienced because you really, you were a woman, where did you get any, like, did you get harassed at well, all? I think or? That, well, there was a little harassment going on in the tower, but that, that was taken care of. But, okay. and, um, but there was, I think mostly when I was on, they were getting, they were starting this whole regime of sexual harassment lessons, mm-hmm. you know, you don't do this, you don't do that. So the men kind of just stopped talking to me. Okay. And they and I didn't get much drilling in. So that was actually why I, how I met my husband is mm-hmm. because he was a person that I felt like I could talk to at the in the tower. And um, so I can't remember. I think we were on a fire together or something and he asked me if if I needed any drilling or, you know, I was do, I'm doing this drill. You want to come? And he invited me and Joanne to come and drill with him. So we, so we would go and drill together and he became, um, cause he was, cause he's really smart mm-hmm. and he was like one of the tops in the class. Mm-hmm. So, um, so my drills became a lot better. And so I was, and so I shined at the fire station. Okay. Basically because of him. Yeah. Because he, we were, we were learning together and we were doing, and we were drilling and we were driving fire trucks and we we're doing stuff that, that the guys at my fire station were supposed to be doing with me. But because of all the sexual harassment lessons and all this stuff, they didn't know how to talk to me. Right. And they chose to stay, say, stay safe. Yeah. By just not talking to me. So now, okay, Julie, do a drill. And then I would be very good at this drill, and they would, you know. Be kind of surprised. They, they'd be surprised. And, and then the captain, actually, one of them came up to me and said, said, you know, that you, you had an excellent drill, and I 
realize that we weren't the ones that helped you with that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I apologize. So that's awesome that he apologized. Yeah. I think this is really relevant to what's going on today. Um, you know, some of the men are coming, you know, with the exposure to the sexual harassment that's going on in Hollywood and now yeah. a bunch of other industries and men are kind of like, oh, well, I'm not going to say anything now. Um, which I feel like as a woman, I'd be like, fine, don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I was comfortable with it. I mean, as yeah. long as I could find the, <clears throat> you know, it was just a job. Yeah. At that point, it just became a job instead of a fun place. And I, you know, I apologize for that, but I don't feel like I was responsible personally for that. I really felt like you it was just <laughs> the reaction, you yeah. know, and everybody overreacts all the time. Right. And, and at that time, it I mean, was kind of... they can't trust themselves to open up their mouth, really, what was going to come out? I'm curious. No, uh, I'm not curious. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of the women are saying. I mean, if you go to Twitter, they're saying, like, if you don't want to say anything because you want, you're want you afraid of getting in trouble, what were you then, about to say? don't say it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. If you're going to, you know, if everything out of your mouth is going to be some sort of sexual comment, then yeah, just keep your mouth shut, you know? And I get, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So if, it, if you have to do that, men, and <laughs> go ahead, keep your mouth shut. But for the most part, it's really like just treating people like people, having, you know, respect. Um, so what, what's some advice that you would give to women who are experienced kind of the same, kind of the same things in their work environment? Stay professional. Mm. You just have to stay professional. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know how a conversation always goes. You know, every, if you were in college or even if in high school nowadays, even mm -hmm. junior high school nowadays, mm -hmm. you know, uh, a conversation starts getting more and more personal you just veer it off and start, you know, asking a question about um, the job. Yeah. You know, just keep it always on the job and, and um, business-like. That's a great advice. And I really feel that women can control this. Mm -hmm. You know, looking at somebody straight in the eye so that you are humanizing yourself. Mm -hmm. You are human mm -hmm. and you have feelings and you are a business person mm -hmm. and you just keep it business and you keep it, you keep yourself strong. Yeah. Professional. And That's professional. really good advice. Okay. We're going to take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about your current endeavors as a muralist. Uh, all right. One moment. Okay. So everyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge coffee girl. I need my coffee and there's nothing I love more than being at my favorite coffee shop and catching up on social media, which is why I'm very proud to introduce to you the podcast first sponsor, Sirens Java and Tea. The shop is located on 7th Street in downtown San Pedro and has become my favorite home away from home. So be sure to stop by and definitely check them out on their new Instagram at Sirens Java Tea House. All right, so now we're going to talk about your, um, your, your works as an artist. You've been doing murals for quite some time now. Oh, I have to refer to my little book that I made, but um, I, I think I 2012, uh -huh. so it wasn't that long ago. About I, 2012, I think we, no, it had to have been 2008. Mm -hmm. I was in a, I was the leader of 90 girls in a Girl Scout troop. Oh, wow. But I had sub-leaders, mm -hmm. and uh, we lasted for about, I don't know, six years or so, and then we broke up into different different uh, Girl Scout troops. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> the troop that I was um, in charge of, we were, we had this silver award, mm -hmm. and we were going to do we ended up doing a mosaic, and it was a bench for a Cabrillo Youth Center. Mm -hmm. Used to be the Boy Scout thing down there. And um, so we did these mosaics to build our skills up to be able to do these benches. And in that process, I fell in love with mosaics. So it was actually Girl Scout 
badge okay. that got me hit on because I could always draw. Yeah. And mosaics at that kind of time that I saw, I mean, unless you go back to the Roman time where they used tiny, tiny, tiny little mosaics um, to make people, um, were was basically design. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, but looking at the Romans and looking at all these beautiful mosaics, I just like, I can use my drawing skills and I could start with clay. What a concept. Uh-huh. You know, I don't have to just break tile and, and make it into um, I hadn't even thought about the design. Yeah, I can I can start with clay and make make designs. So it was actually a Girl Scout project that mm-hmm. that got me really hooked on mosaics. Wow. And then I started just researching mosaics. And I tell you, I don't think there's a mosaic out there in the world that I just don't love. <laughs> they, you found it. You oh, found your thing. I just love them. Yeah. So I just don't feel like I could do anything wrong. I mean, even if really bad ones are beautiful to me. I know. I think it could be just thrown on the... Really good ones yep. are, you know... Well, right now we're in your old studio in the back of Sirens, and yeah. I'm looking around. We're still surrounded by your beautiful work. These are really, these are really amazing. They're beautiful pieces, and like this one here with the jazz, I'm blown away by your detail and your ability to create faces with actual, you know, pieces of tile or clay. Well, clay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I could get into a little sculpting, mm-hmm. and it's becomes a relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's, I mean, clay is just incredible. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember taking a, a ceramics class in, I think, my senior year, and I, and I remember thinking, like, oh, how much is a kiln? What do I have to do to get this home, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. How do I – where do I go? If I can't buy one, where do I go to heat up my clay? <laughs> um, well, I can tell you now. Well, because I joined uh, – Blue Water Ceramics okay. down on Pacific, uh-huh. and they've got like four kilns That's and good to know. classes and wheels, and all you have to do is just take classes for not even that much money, and they give you hours and hours and hours of playtime, and you could be a member down there. This sounds like heaven to me. It is heaven. This it is heaven. Really sounds like heaven to me. I, you know, the goal here. Uh, Julie is to basically get away from the commute and the nine to five just so I can really dive into my town and discover it and see what's going on. And of course, I I love art. So that's my therapy. Every time I get lost in art, and it really doesn't even have to be, it could be crayons, honestly. I'm, I'm the one... I'm the adult at the table with the crayons on the kids' menu. Well, you know, even my my clay work is like a like a crayon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just use my uh, painting skill with mm-hmm. the glaze, and I use my drawing skill with the drawing. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it is a kindergartner work. Yeah, I mean, now because I'm now going down to blue water ceramics, and uh, I I threw a pot for the first time. Wow. I mean, I never did that before. Really? So never, that was recent. Never. And now she's she's actually <laughs> teaching me how to knead the clay. And I've kneaded clay. I've slammed it down. And I've kneaded clay. But not the right way. Mm-hmm. Now I know how to do it the right way. I still need a lot of practice with doing it the right way. <laughs> a real ceramic person way. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I have years to go. To, oh, and I think that my mosaics are only going to get have more more uh, definition and more um, personality as the years go on. They're beautiful. Um, so what led you to the 25th Street project? Graffiti. Graf- of course, yeah. Graffiti. It's been, it's been tagged. Not graffiti so much, but the tagging. Uh-huh. And I have had lectures by graffiti artists about the difference. So oh. I'm sensitive to the difference. That's good. That's good. We should we should be sensitive to this. Yeah, we should be you know, sensitive to the taggers that are just malicious and right. the graffiti artists that are just trying to find a place without a permit, I have to say, <laughs> to right. unlawfully do their graffitis. But we do but know the still, difference. But they're artists. Yeah, but they are but artists. But they are artists. They're just doing it illegally. Right. But, um, but are being appreciated. But uh, the taggers, I don't know anybody who appreciates them. I've never met anybody who appreciates a tagger. I don't know why people tag. 
I don't know why. Well, it's just like peeing on a fire hydrant. Right, it's their territory, but yep. I just, we're going to paint over it, you know? But and with ugly paint. And mm -hmm. that's what happened to 25th Street. And that's right on 25th Street. Terranea went in. Uh, the Trump golf course went in. So we have people from all around the world coming up and down 25th Street if they're going to go see the Iowa, if they're going to they're going to venture into San Pedro, this mm -hmm. seedy little town. Uh, they got to go down 25th Street or down Western and then 1st Street, right? Mm -hmm. But so I'm thinking this has got to, you know, this wall, I drive down it all the time at 25th Street, and that wall makes that whole street look so, can I say the word ghetto? <laughs> sure. It just sure. looks so ghetto. Mm -hmm. And these are million-dollar homes Yeah, the all homes, around there. They're million-dollar homes. The neighborhoods are Why really this nice. Fence? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, this this retaining wall is just so ugly. So... So that's what I took it on. It was, mm -hmm. and you know what else happened? Mm -hmm. I went to an art meeting where all these artists were gathered down here in uh, San Pedro at the National Watercolor Society. Do you know that we in San Pedro has a national is the headquarters for National Watercolor Society? I had no idea. I had no idea. Okay, well, I knew it a while ago, and I was always impressed with it, but. I never see anybody in the parking lot or anything. I'd you love know, to San talk Pedro to somebody about that. Doesn't know anything. Right? Nobody knows anything about San Pedro. It's just yeah. But it's the okay. So anyway, all these artists were gathered in this National Watercolor Society mm -hmm. gallery, and and that's on Pacific. And um, everybody was trying to figure out what to do, what to do. And I kind of raised my hand and said, I really think that we should change the the reputation of San Pedro because we're still known as a rough little town and mm -hmm. nobody wants to come down here because mm -hmm. they're scared because everybody's kind of complaining because nobody buys art in San Pedro. Mm -hmm. San Pedro people do not buy art in San Pedro. We have to get people from out of town to come in, venture in to the scary little town mm -hmm. and by art, because we have beautiful art. We have amazing We have amazing, art. beautiful yeah. art. Angel yeah. Gate. Absolutely. Down in San Pedro. And I, you know, I was talking to gallery owners down here, and they, they, for seven years I've been down here, and one person has come off the street and bought something out of my gallery. Wow. The rest of it is all internet, and, and mm -hmm. you know, that's the, only, he's, that's the only way I can stay in the business, is mm -hmm. through the internet. Mm -hmm. So, and my stuff, I mean, if you look at the, they weigh 70 pounds. This one weighs 70 pounds. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no way I can... My shipping costs more than the art piece. So I can... I have to sell in San Pedro. Right. Or I have to go deliver it myself. Yeah. So... I didn't even You know, think about I was that. hoping to rely on the people of San Pedro, and I can't. So I... So I'm going to have to stop making little things unless it's all no don't stop we'll have to just rally up some buyers because no. look i'm looking around and i know for sure my mom and my you know my parents would like that i would like well they like it everybody likes it no but I, I think, where do they put it yeah and it's heavy and i and i do have ways of of hanging things anyway so that's that's one. a different story anyway mm -hmm. so i'm at this meeting and um and, and that's, that was my, my thing. And then they go, yeah, well, we've been trying to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been trying to. Okay, okay, got it. You know, you've done all you can. So that is when I decided, okay, 25th Street's got to happen because mm -hmm. that's hopefully going to change at least a little bit of the reputation. Mm -hmm. So, and I hope podcasts like yours will help. You know, we are not the scary little town. We are actually a very artistic, mm -hmm. hardworking, mm -hmm. a lot of hardworking people and good, good people. Mm -hmm. We do have a lot of crazy personalities, but what town doesn't? And <laughs> right. I believe me, on the wall, I am smeeting them. Mm -hmm. But but who doesn't have that? Yeah. You know, in fact, they kind of create character, uh -huh. you know. So, so our, our town is... A great, great little town mm -hmm. in the city of Los Angeles. It's its own little community. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm trying to 
that's that was when I decided, okay, I definitely got to do 25th Street. Yeah. And I and when my boys deployed, both of them were are in the Navy and they deployed. One mm-hmm. went to Iraq and the other one went to like was on standby for North Korea. So both really scary yes. places right. at scary times. And I think the day after they deployed, I saw them flying off in, in an airplane. I turned into the, the um, homeowners that own that wall and talked to them. Mm-hmm. And they, were, they got a meeting together. They were all on board with it. And uh, that's when it got started. So those two things kind of happened right after each other. I admire pushed your, me to do it. I admire your just ability to go walk up and be like, "Hey, you know that that I wall." I was scared. On the, I was a little nervous. Of co- oh, I, I was a little nervous. But the but the but the man in the the middle, uh-huh. he uh, the middle house, he was actually outside throwing a ball to his dog. Okay. So and it was a tight street, and I had this really big truck. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving around, and I, I'm like, oh, I, I have to do a U-turn here. This is a bummer. So um, so I'm, I have to do this million-point turn. Mm-hmm. And he was guiding me around. And then and it was a, actually, at that time, it was a brand, brand new truck. And he peeked in the window, and he goes, I love your truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the icebreaker was right. the truck. Uh-huh. <laughs> Give my husband the kudos for yeah. that. <laughs> he put you in a nice ride. Yeah, he put me in a nice ride so that I could talk to the homeowner. Yeah. That's great. I'm so glad they were receptive to this idea because now the 25th Street mural has brought the entire community together. I went with my husband and my stepdaughter and my son. Luckily, my son, eight months old at the time, he was asleep. <laughs> so me and our daughter were allowed to work, you know, without interruption. And we had, she's a creative like me. And so we really bond over, um, over artistic projects. And now when we, when we drive up 25th street, cause it's part of our everyday drive, you know, whenever mm-hmm. we go to grandma's house mm-hmm. or, um, and me for work, but she always wants to see, is, is the mural done yet? Is the mural done yet? And she looks every single time. And um, she goes, wow, I they really finished I hope she's not like, they really you know, 12 it. years old or so by the time it gets done. <laughs> she just turned oh. nine. Um, she just turned nine, I think. Yeah, so, so far she's, no, it has been too much time. <laughs> um, but you know what? To be able to say... You know, I'm just imagining her as she's older to be able to say to maybe her kids that she was a part of this wall. We laid tiles on it. That really meant a lot to me and my family, you know. Yeah. I think it's really leaving a legacy for a lot of the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that some of the feedback that you're hearing? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm seeing everybody post about it on Facebook and Instagram. I mean, it's becoming such a, a buzz around town. What is what I'm thinking is very very cool is that people are like putting people's names up there. That it's not just their names, but it's the person who came to San Pedro first in their family, mm-hmm. like their great great grandfather, mm-hmm. or you know something like that. And it's the family name, and that's mostly what's happening, which is very awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a whole lot of other things happening, but. Um, but those are the, that's the things that I was, uh, I like mm-hmm. is the historic part of that family who started that family in San Pedro. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think that's really awesome. You have some of the, the best icons, pretty much the most iconic things. And, um, I was on <laughs> Instagram. Well, not everybody would agree with that. I know. I've heard Because everybody has their own opinion of what is the most wonderful thing in San Pedro. Uh-huh. Um, and I get an earful. Of course, I'm sure you do. There's always <laughs> going to be critics. Um, I saw, you know, I saw like, of course, you have the the cliffside and you have the port. I saw Point Furman and, you know, the iconic lighthouse, um, which is going to light. Really? Yep. Yep. And so is Angel Gate. I'm curious. How are you going to do that? Solar. Oh wow! Yeah. Yep. I kind of, I put it out on an Instagram one time. Hey, I want the lighthouses to light. And somebody came forward and said, I can do that for you. Wow. I love my volunteers. That's so amazing. Much. I, yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to pull up pictures right now, but, um, there we go. 
Um, so I'm seeing this huge, beautiful two whales. So oh. if you if you ever if you haven't driven by the 25th Street mural, make sure you drive by. And for those of you out of town, it's definitely something to come see. Um, you have two beautiful whales like facing outwards in the in the middle. And people think they're butterflies, and they're weird looking butterflies. They say well, that's a weird looking butterfly. <laughs> no, I can tell right away they're they're whales. You they're can, whales. You can see they're whales. Um, and you have one these... of the owners of the three houses is a whale watching captain, and that's he said. I don't know, care what you put on the wall as long as there's at least a whale. In there. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> that's really nice. So we gave him two whales. Um, there's a mermaid. And is yes, she's the mermaids in, represent San Pedro, mm-hmm. and she is going to be changed a little bit. Okay, because in in retrospect, I should have I should have drawn her um, older. She mm. looks too young, and San Pedro is a young town if you're looking at uh, worldly towns mm-hmm. out there. So I'm, I'm putting her in her 20s. Okay. And she's going to be very more modest. Oh, yeah. I than, see. And I'm going to give her uh, a more voluptuous figure. Okay. That's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. That's exciting. More voluptuous figure, and she's going to be clothed. Yeah, because, because I'm looking at a, a picture. I'm, I'm just looking at a, a picture, a partial picture I have of her. Oh, no, um, that's the different mermaid. Oh, okay. Let me There's go. two mermaids on there. She's... She, rep- the other mermaid represents um, basically the handicap who mm-hmm. is in the wheelchairs, but right. she's a mermaid that cannot walk on the street. So mm-hmm. we made her we have a very caring person, mm-hmm. and he, in his mosaic into his clothing is is churches and oh okay. um, yeah I'm, people that represent caring uh-huh. uh, jobs. And he's helping her basically into the water mm-hmm. so that she could be free. I see you have a chef here and also a construction worker. A yeah, the construction workers needs poor guy. He needs <laughs> I'm putting his fourth face on. Oh he's, my goodness. He, he's his face has broken three times in the kiln. And then that one is too small and the wrong color, and I didn't notice it until I took the picture. Yeah, he seems so like... So he's going to have another face. Mm-hmm. So so I'm still working, mm-hmm. and the sh- but the chef's body has hopefully all the restaurants in San Pedro. And if I missed any, I am sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I can't wait to look at all of these. Um yeah, and then uh, one tidbit you mentioned earlier was that Misty's on the mural as well. Well, I went to go- to you know Google. Yep, googled our, San our friend, Pedro. Our friend Google. I and he told me that <laughs> all that he told me all the names of the famous people in San, that are in San Pedro, and Misty was one of them named. Mm-hmm. So she she was up there along with uh, Ambrosia, the okay. band Ambrosia. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and I a bunch of other people, um, lots and lots of baseball players. Yeah. Have come out of Stampede Yeah, I know. I, I've seen football, that. Football, a lot of football and baseball. We're a big sports town. We're a big sports town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah um, because we come from that rough, rough dock worker stock. Yeah. We want to see our kids in sports. Yeah. We want to. <laughs> and we're physical. We're physically, genetically, physically capable people here mm-hmm. in San Pedro. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we're going to have the athletes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you about, um, well, first of all, are, are you excited about some of the changes that you see happening in San Pedro, or what are some of the things you are excited about? That I am excited about? Mm-hmm. I, I love the idea of a new port, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, the ports of call. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm real happy with what they're going to make out of it. I went to some meetings and I, I have reservations about their design, but I, you know, I'm not gonna. I didn't get involved in it, so I yeah. have to shut up about that, <laughs> even though I right. just didn't. <laughs> um, but so I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look and I'm gonna see and. Um, I feel like if I can help out in some way, you know, I will, I'll suggest somebody, something to somebody. I know? was thinking it would be nice to have a but, beautiful mural. Um, well, somewhere. I would have to be asked. Or a I mosaic. Mean, or I could, you know, whatever. 
I don't want to step on anybody's toes in there. I'll find this the person. Was, I'll ask you know, them to ask you. <laughs> I, I yeah. Yeah, I I think I, I agree with you because I'm I am excited about a new port, um, a new ports of call, if you will. I know that there's a, been a lot of resistance to that because we feel like we're losing, you know, our a, a historic treasure of okay. ours. I think yes, we are losing a historic treasure of ours. But those people that complained, why weren't they down there every single day and buying stuff That's from all those point. people that yeah. went out of business? Right. So. There was only a they couple need to businesses be quiet. open. If they, if they want to complain about it, mm-hmm. it's their own fault. If they weren't, if they were not down there, purchasing, purchasing, yeah. and putting doing, money into it, getting people from out of town to come down there and mm-hmm. buy ice cream from the ice cream place, mm-hmm. the iconic ice cream place, you know, going down there to. I think a lot of us found ourselves not going as much as often. I know for my family, I grew up going there, and we 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 at some point stopped going as much because businesses were shutting down and it wasn't as kept, you know, it wasn't as upkept as we, we probably would have liked, you know, seemed to be run down a little bit. And, and, and while I care very much about our small business community, and that's my only concern with all the changes is that we keep our small businesses intact. I, I do, I do like the idea of renovating and getting some, getting some, Money into our businesses' pockets. Yep, and and yeah. the only way to do that is for San Pedrians to go and eat out, spend money, and spend money. Buy you art too, <laughs> and buy art. Yeah. Well, and other things too. I mean, the restaurants, they 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 just go under. Well, of course, that has a lot to do with the landlords too. Right? Can we even talk about that? We can. Oh my it, whatever gosh. you're willing to talk you about. You are just you're... a blogger like crazy over here. <laughs> we can just blog out. You know, I don't want this podcast to be. You know, and I say this negative. in my. We inter- don't want it to be negative. I we don't want, want it to be positive. Right. I don't want it to be there controversial. There is some things that needs to be changed. I agree. And I think that. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm hearing some stories about landlords that really kind of break my heart because um, they need to be considerate and they need to help the small business community. But they also need to make money. Right. And I get that. And they yeah. can't make money if San Pedrians are not spending money. Spending money. Yeah. Or getting their friends from out of town to spend money. Uh huh. You know, yeah. When when our friends come to town, I don't want to send them to Long Beach. I want to say go here. Or Hermosa. Or, Everybody's going to Hermosa yeah. all the time. Why <laughs> Santa Monica? Why? All I know is that Hermosa has like a really good bar scene. Um, I really am not a Hermosa. I don't yes, spend time so there. Yes, but so does San Pedro. San Pedro has awesome saloons and bars here, and they're mm-hmm. historic. Mm-hmm. And they're not as seedy as what people are, you know, say they are. They have great bands. Right. They. Yeah. Uh huh. I, I, mean, I think I'm right P- with people you. People from San Pedro are scared of San Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'll admit, I'll be like, uh, where? <laughs> I'm not really a dive bar kind of person, but I have a lot of friends that spend time here. No, you just get a friend that you're comfortable with and just go have a drink. Mm hmm. One drink, yeah, you know, at a CD bar, and voila, it's not a CD bar anymore. Yeah, it's that simple. Right, it's that simple. Right. So that would be that's something that you're concerned about, maybe that its reputation is that it's, you know, dangerous or yeah. Well, what do you what do you see the reputation we have? Like, well, in 1924, mm-hmm. I think it was 1924. Um, Upland Sinclair mm-hmm. <laughs> stood on top of Liberty Hill in, on Beacon Street mm-hmm. and uh, in front of a bunch of, a crowd of striking dock workers and read the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. And he was arrested because he was uh, um, inciting violence. He would, they, 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 they took him as a terrorist. Mm-hmm. And basically he was just riling up the dock workers with, you know, we're all created equal kind of stuff, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. good old United States American thinking, mm-hmm. you know, and they were not being treated that way. And so they were getting very rowdy. And he wrote that Beacon Street was the most dangerous town in the world. Mm-hmm. 
on the most dangerous street in the world. And of course, from then on, it, it has had this reputation. And that, that incident uh, actually uh, was the incident that started the ACLU. You know what? I actually just took one of uh, Romy's tours, and that's where I learned that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We walked right right over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so I think our reputation has grown, and because of that reputation, I think that people have to keep it going, which is silly to me, but um, because I think that that is only bad for San Pedro. Right. You know, so... So the dock workers, I, you know, I've met a one, lot of wonderful dock workers now. And so I think that they're, you know, they have changed from the 1920s. And, right. And I think because of, of their union and they are a happier bunch mm -hmm. all around, they're not being treated so poorly, then, you know, we've, um, the, the town has settled down into a very just... Let's work, put our heads down and work and mm -hmm. uh, become a better place. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> what are some of your hopes for San Pedro in the coming years? Well, I think that that's kind of my own. I just, I would like to be a helper mm -hmm. in changing the reputation mm -hmm. of San Pedro. Okay. I think you're doing a wonderful job at that. Well, it's it's people like you that are willing to listen to me gab on. <laughs> I won't be the only one. Um, just gabbing on, here I am. I just think that, yeah, I think that, that the more people that hear that, it's you know, it's safe to come to San Pedro. It's safe to come to downtown San Pedro. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have some crazies, but they're they're kind of fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of sad to say, but, they, you know, it's, it's who, who part of who we are. Right. And... Um, and sure, we have homeless. Who doesn't? Santa Monica has homeless, and people still flock to Santa Monica. Every major city has homeless. Right? Mm -hmm. So, you mm -hmm. know, let's not be afraid. Let's um, embrace the, the different dimensions of San Pedro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Pronounce right. San Pedro. Yes. And that's on the mural. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. It says pronounce San Pedro? Yes. Oh, that's so funny. P-E-E-E-R-O. That's hilarious. We In the intro episode that I did, um, we talk about the pronunciation of San Pedro and uh, why it's pronounced that way or why we know you're just not from here if you say anything different. Um, okay, well, I really, I, I'm so glad you were able to sit down with me and have a frank conversation about San Pedro. Um, is there anything you'd like hope to I, promote? I hope I didn't get in trouble. I hope you don't um, get in trouble. <laughs> well, promote, yeah, promoting, um, just buy more art. Yes. Just buy more art from all these wonderful artists in San Pedro and mm -hmm. eat their food. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Eat out. Eat out. Little tiny restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, Ooh, it's brand new. On, uh, on here I said, um, it looks like you're going to be having a, a grouting party soon. I hope I hope soon, but this sounds I don't like know a lot how of fun. soon. It's going to be a lot of fun because I hate to grout, and I want all my best friends to come, my 300 million best best friends to come and help me grout. You're talking about the have, 25th Street mural grouting, right? Of course. Oh my gosh, that's got to be that's a lot of grout. That's all I talk about now. Uh, yeah, a lot of grout. But of grout. if we sectioned it off into four foot sections uh -huh. and a family or uh, a person or a group mm -hmm. just takes that one area and makes it their own and can listen to some nice music from a DJ mm -hmm. and hopefully we can maybe cut off one of the lanes of the street and have a taco truck or Ooh. something mm -hmm. to make it a little bit festive then grabbing right. won't be so boring and hard so, work <laughs> <laughs> so awful for me <laughs> It sounds like you have a really fun thing planned. So should we just keep an eye on the Facebook page? Yes, please. Keep, yeah, because it, things have been delayed. Uh, personal things have come up in my family that have delayed my, my whole timeline. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking at maybe I really wanted to have it in uh, the weekend before Halloween so that everybody could wear their Halloween costumes while oh, they're grouting. Oh, that would be awesome. That, and I'm still hoping for that, but... We'll see. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you yeah, know what? Let me know. Tuned. I'll make it. A, I'll yeah. I'll make an announcement on the podcast if you want. So just send me the date. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, Julie. I'm so Ooh. appreciative of you for sitting down with me. And um, I, I can't tell you how honored I am to have you on here. Oh. I was very nervous to ask you. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm just me. But I think, I think <laughs> that's what we all go through. Like you said, you were nervous to get to the homeowners, you know, and ask for that wall. Yeah. Um, well, I think that anything you're passionate about and somebody might say no yes. is a nerve-wracking yeah. experience, you know. So you just have to do it and just... Mm-hmm. I, I really am so grateful. Um, all right. Well, you can follow Julie Bender um, on, on Instagram as julie.bender.mosaics, mm-hmm. correct? And uh, you can visit her on her website at juliebendermosaics.com. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. I did check in with Julie before this episode was released and unfortunately there will probably not be a grouting party for another couple of months. She is tediously working away at all the details and you can't rush an artist. So we'll all just have to wait patiently to be a part of this amazing community project once again. Um, Anyways, stay tuned for next week. Thanks so much and be sure to follow us on Instagram at hellosp podcast. See you guys next week.